Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com in the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin at Silverbridge Ranch. And uh, fall is upon us. It is. And you know what? It's wet. Oh, it's like it's like the north jungle of Wisconsin. Yeah. Even though we don't have a ton of woods left. Actually, we do. I kind of joke. You know what? This ground, we've had it tested in place they tell us there's like 100 feet of sand here so it never floods and it really isn't flooding but there are places where water is sitting which means that 100 feet of sand is not enough to drain this stuff it's so soggy it is unbelievable it's like a swamp hey there's a benefit though what's the benefit well because at the moment i don't necessarily see benefits now if if you were listening to our last yeah. There's more bugs. Sorry, I can go on. If you on. were listening to our last program, we're talking about perspective here. So when I say there's a benefit, it may not mean the same thing as you think. Yes, I'm definitely coming at this from a different perspective. You definitely are. But let me tell you why. Because please enlighten me. I have been working out in the woods, and we borrowed a friend's bulldozer. Yeah. And when it's wet like this, the big oak roots and stuff are a little soft. And I've been able to dig those babies out and push them. You should see the size of some of those root balls you that I that I have put that I've pushed out with this. This bulldozer only has a four foot blade on it. Yeah, you would not believe the size of some of the roots that I've been able to get out. And when I get done, I go, "Yes, got it." And it's because the ground's so soft. If you're an avid listener to this show, I wanna I wanna make an observation. Dave gets most excited about wood. I like wood. Whether it's cutting it down with a chainsaw, burning it, burning it, or Push it now, pushing things over with oh, a bulldozer. Oh well, there, it gets better if I've you're on this. I've never seen you so excited. If you're on the skid steer with the big grappling hook, you can grab huge piles of wood and move them. I yes. mean, you can you could grab like a huge ten foot piece of of solid oak tree and just grab it and throw it off to the side. There's a lot of fun there. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, you know, if you were listening to us last week, I was talking about. One of the the greatest struggles for any generation, and this generation, uh, Jason's generation, and younger in particular, and 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 one of the struggles is the idea that there are absolutes, and how we mess with that. Because first of all, we believe that we know the absolutes, and we've already adjusted to them. Yeah, and uh, we really talked about how hard that is in this word perspective and. Where can they find information if they want to hear the last program that we introduced this to? They head over to Relate365.com. All right. Go or there. your favorite podcasting website. So if you have like the podcasting app on your phone, you can just go there and search for us. Yep. There's a goofy image for our show. No, actually, I, I'm not using that anymore. Oh, you're not? No, there's. you have to go into the archives to find the goofy image, and I would suggest that you do. But <laughs> Or don't. Yeah, or don't. <laughs> But now I'm using a more civil one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's much more civil, according civil. to some people. That's your perspective, I guess. I guess it is. But I invite people to go back there and take a listen to that because yeah. it, it kind of opens the can of worms that we're talking about. Right. Um, there are absolutes, but there are so few of them. Right. I mean, I could list a few right now. There's a God, I'm not him. Yeah. He loves me. That's an absolute. Yeah. I'm sinful. That's an absolute. Jesus died for my sins. That's an absolute. Yep. You know, I could go through and list some. You forgot one. Dave's a, pa- uh, a Bears fan. That's no, I'm not a Bears fan. Yeah. No, that isn't an absolute because I changed. <laughs> I used to be a Bears fan. 
I tried squeaking it in there. I know, and I, but that's funny because it, when I was younger, I would have told you I would never change, mm. that I always be a Bears Which fan. Which goes to show that it's not an absolute. And I would have told you I was a Cubs fan. Oh, you abandoned the Cubbies. I'm sorry, I'm a Brewers fan. Well, well, we could talk about that if you want. Yes. How'd that go for you? It didn't go well. How'd, <laughs> how'd being a Cub fan go this year, too? Hey, I believe we won most recently more than you. No, you haven't. Oh. We made the playoffs. You didn't. No, I mean like I know. the enough World is Series. Enough of World Series? Yeah. One in 100 years? <laughs> hey. <laughs> you and the weather go to the totally Cubs and the you can't even complete weather report. <laughs> yeah, that's what goes on. You know what? We're, so we're talking about what keeps you from absolutes. Uh, you know, sports actually is an interesting illustration of that because uh, there's ways to determine, like, the winner, right? the best team. And often when the best team is determined, people who are fans of not the best team say, well, ours is still the best team. Right. And you look at them and go, wait a minute, we just had a Super Bowl. Yours wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, but we were the best. You weren't by you, definition By anymore. definition, you did not win. Yeah. So, I mean, we, have a, we struggle with, with absolutes. Right. Um, and really, that's because why because our opinion gets in there. Oh, you know, it does, and and our reasoning, and then we hang around with everybody that thinks like us, so we're not challenged anymore either. And uh, I mean, if you're a Packer fan or Bear fan or whatever fan you are, you tend to sit with those other fans. Yeah, and you tend to think like those other fans. And if somebody comes in and challenges you, you just get with the other fans and outshout them. Mm. You know, and before you know it, you think, "See, we're right." <laughs> like, well, maybe not. I know I'm used to that. I'm around Packer fans all the time. I know. It, it's rough. It's rough, especially in the last 10 years for Bear fans. But mm. maybe in the future. There might be a future. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it's all perspective. It all, anyway. It all is. Here's another thing that keeps us from uh, absolutes, though. Uh, when we are people who struggle with uh, power and pride. Who does that? Um, yeah, and that's a good question. Because if... <laughs> If you ask most people, for example, if I ask most Americans certain things, I usually get a negative response. For, let me, I'll give you an example of that. Okay. If I said, um, are you greedy, Jason? No. No. The answer is usually no. Right. But am I greedy? I'm probably greedy in some areas. So then I, what I would say is, what is greed? Yeah. And if you don't know what it is, then don't tell me you're not. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, you don't. But here's what would probably happen. You would describe it to describe you. Not yeah. greedy. We'd, here's how it would be described. So you would describe yourself as not greedy and somebody else as greedy. Yeah. That's how it usually works. Mm. Now, that does not mean, by the way, that you're not greedy. Right. It means that you don't know you are, and you've surrounded yourself with people who are like you, and you talk yourself into believing something, and that doesn't make anything right. It's pretty dangerous, actually. Yeah. So here's what I would suggest on that before we go to the other. Go to the scriptures, figure out the definition of greed, and see, you and your wife talk about it, and see if you're greedy. Right. And if you are, you really have to do something about it because it is a sin. Mm-hmm. Just like, let me throw another one at you for the fun of it. Okay, fun. Gluttony. Gluttony. Are you a glutton? Oh, I'm sure when it comes to pizza, I can be a glutton. All right. You are a glutton with one thing. That's right. That's it. And you are with Lutefisk. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I can, I can, I can pretty Actually, honestly I, say no. I know where you're a glutton with. What? Blackberries. Blackberries. And you know what? I, I used to be a glutton with donuts. Really? Oh, I love donuts. I didn't know that. Oh, I, you I, don't come across as a donut. Oh, I love donuts. Really? I still will buy a donut a week. Really? Oh, yeah. A good one. A bakery donut. Where no, do you buy a donut around here? I go to, uh, can I, yeah, I can say the name, Gunkel's sure. Bakery in Oh, Anago. yeah. Yeah. 
and they have one that I don't, I don't know. I think it's called a Parisian or something. Oh. It's a cinnamon roll with with uh, frosting on it and nuts. A Parisian. I think that's what they call it. I think it. it's I'm called not, a Persian. Oh, not a Parisian? And it's probably a peanut Persian. It probably is. And, and see, I don't even care. I get so excited. I just go, give me the Parisian. <laughs> you start foaming at <laughs> yeah. the mouth. And then I bring, I bring one home for my wife, and we both have our Parisians or whatever they are. Wow. Yeah. That's very. Do you uh, call it Persian? So you get the same one. <laughs> you get the same one every time. Well, then I usually get another one for later that's different, but. Oh, yeah. I always get the the one, and then get. Well, if you get another later. one for later, then you don't just get the one. Well, no, I get. I always get Which goes back that to one, the and then I get another one. Oh, right. you know, but that's really for later. Sure. And and I learned something new. And about my you. dear wife always gives me the same thing. I tell you, you shouldn't do this. I don't want these, and then she always eats one. Mm. Anyway, little family secret. Interesting. I so, didn't know you were a donut lover. That's oh, I do love donuts, but I I can't eat a lot of them because there's two ingredients I will not eat. Okay. Corn syrup and hydrogenated anything. Okay. A lot of donuts have that in them. So I have to find a place that doesn't have those two things in oh. order to eat them. How um, do you know if they have them in it? Do you, you look at in the ingredients. No, I, you know what? Um, when I had my heart attack, I was told to stay away from 11 foods. Oh, okay. And and those were two of them. Sure. That were at, like so the, the top of the list. So at the bakery, just ask for an ingredient list? I do. I happen to know the, the young man that makes all the stuff there. Oh. Uh, you know, I'm Colton. Yeah. And and so I asked him if they used those two ingredients, and he said no. So, oh, there you go. Um, I'm taking his word for it. And some would say, well, there's sugar in there and stuff. I, that wasn't necessarily there's on the sugar list. sugar in everything nowadays. Yeah. But, and I, you know, I, I think you do it in moderation. Anyway, back to the back idea to the of idea. being a glutton. Sorry, we got How did we get off on donuts? Because, uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> you saw once we got off on donuts, I was all in. Yeah, that's right. You know, let's, let's, let's go on the donut conversation. <laughs> um. What the idea is is simple. Since we define gluttony as other people, not us, we don't deal with it. Yeah. Since we we define um, greed as somebody other than us, we don't deal with it. Here's how. Since you don't know that you have a struggle with power and pride, I think there's some things I can help uh, give you that evaluate whether you really do have a struggle with power and pride. So let, let me give you some of these. One One of the first areas I think that you uh, show that you struggle with power and pride is that you're an entitled person. Entitled. Entitled. And so what do you mean by entitled? What I mean is that the whole world owes you. Owes you something. Because you're so fantastic and so powerful and so important yeah. that everybody needs to give you whatever you want. And, and you have to have people honor you and show you somehow. And if you're excluded in any way, shape, or form, you get really angry at that. Hmm. That that's a, a telltale sign that you're you're struggling with power or pride. Uh, and another one is you you intimidate others. You don't really talk to them; you intimidate them. Hmm. You know, you have the skill to. What you're doing is you're using a skill that you have, maybe your oratory skills or your you know physical presence, to just intimidate somebody, rather than actually talk them through and find out who's telling the truth. Yeah. And if somebody agrees with you because you intimidate them, it does not make you right. Hmm. It makes them scared. Right. And and somebody who's just scared will say whatever. Yeah. So you shouldn't even feel good about that. You know what I mean? As, as far as that goes. But if you like to uh, intimidate other people, uh, I would believe that you have a power or pride problem. Um, if you live in a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you live in a fantasy world, you keep believing things that aren't true. Basically, what you're doing is going to a place you can control. Yeah. And and since you can't control your world, you live in this world that you make up. And in your world, everything is under your control. Hmm. And so you can think the way you want. You can think about people the way you want. You can you can have characters, and you just live in this world that isn't real. Um, in fact, some people that are into like gaming quite a bit. Yeah. You know, it's it's because they have a power pride problem. They they need to be at the top of the gaming list, mm. and they can control then all the stuff that's going on by that. And I'm not against com- you know competitiveness. I'm just saying, how do you know if you have a power pride problem? Yeah. Um, I I think if you're somebody who continually demands or expects admiration, you have a power pride problem. Uh, if you can't like blend into a crowd and be okay with it. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's important that you're able to blend in and not bring attention to yourself and not be somebody who says, you know, look at me all the time. Look how good I am. If you look if you look back in life, that's basically what a, a two year old, three year old does mm-hmm. quite a bit. Look what I did. Yeah. You know, I mean, they almost demand that you notice what they did. We find that totally acceptable at that age just because they're all about themselves. Yeah. And, and they're trying to control their world, and they're trying to show you that they can. Um, if you have a power-pride problem, you probably have little accountability in your life. Mm-hmm. And you set it up that way on purpose. You have all people around you that you can control. Mm-hmm. And you basically have a blame game in, in place. So whenever something doesn't go your way, yeah, you never really say, yeah, that's my problem. right? Because you have a power-pride problem, you don't have a problem with that somebody else caused it for you and it's never you that's responsible for it yeah uh if you have not seen that go to washington dc and watch how they operate um yeah you know nobody takes responsibility for anything no you know somebody else did this they did that the republicans are bad the democrats are bad the independents they don't know what they're doing i mean it's always about somebody else and if there ever was a town full of power prideful people it's washington dc and uh i'm sure if the radio or, or the podcast just went dead, it's because somebody flipped a switch and put us off. At that <laughs> point, you know, I, I have no idea. Um, if you have a power pride problem, you're, you, you believe you're superior to somebody. Hmm. So you may not say that, but when you look at other people, you go, yeah, stinks to be them. I'm so glad I'm like me and not them. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a power pride thing. I mean, really, when you think about it, when the, when the scriptures teach us that um, we're part of a body. Yeah. It's p- body parts. It's it's like your finger shouldn't say to your toe, I'm glad I'm not a toe. I mean, obviously, the finger operates different than the toe and et cetera, and it should probably be comfortable operating differently. But you don't throw the superior thing around. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of you are necessary. Both of you are important. And both of you are different, and different is good. So right. it's not that you're superior. You do think differently. Um you know, I'm older than you, and I've been at camp for X amount of years. Uh, but I value what you bring to the ministry. I, I don't think that this ministry could be what it could be with me doing what you do. Hmm. Right. And and that's because that's the way it is. I'm not, I, you know, the thing I have is experience and age, but I don't, I'm not better at anything. Yeah. I just have done some things more. Yeah. Um. If uh, you have a power pride problem, you also have trouble with boundaries. They're usually for other people. Hmm. And uh, the boundaries that you set, you usually violate. Yeah. Because, after all, 
those were put up for others to abide by so that you can live the way you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I used to dream, uh, now I used to dream about certain things that show I had a power problem because I, I used to think, you know, everybody else should go home so I can have this road to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, my fantasy world, you all go home. You have nowhere to go that's important. I have somewhere to go that's important. Mm. Why are you all on the road? Uh, my wife will laugh at me because every once in a while I'm in a traffic jam, I just say, why are you all out here? <laughs> 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 and it's like. It's a good thing you don't live in the city anymore. Yeah, well, that's usually when I say it, when I'm visiting the oh, city. Oh, sure. And, and of course, if you know me well, you're just looking. Roll grim- your eyes. Grimace because that's it's right. like, you know what you just said. Yeah. Why are you out here? Yeah. Well, because I have somewhere to go. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why all these other people are just sitting there. Yeah. It's like, okay, fine. But boundaries, you find that, you find that a lot, uh, either if you're a parent or you have any, uh, you're a school teacher, you're in charge of somebody, um, or you're in a business and you're, you know, what you do is you set up these guidelines, but you really intend all the guidelines to be for everybody else. Yeah. And, yeah that shows you got a problem right there. Uh, people who have a power and pride issue keeping them from absolute, they, they exaggerate their life. Yeah. The f- yeah. You know, whether it be on social media or whatever, they just, their life is always much stronger, better, cooler, nicer, or more tragic. Right. Again, some do it the negative way. And a lot of the th- these things that you've been mentioning, like, I feel like are even prevalent in, in social media. Oh, yeah. You know, like a lot of it is is portrayed in that more so than before. And the biggest thing is that with power and pride, oftentimes you do it so much you think you're not doing it. Right. But well, that doesn't mean you're not doing it. And it anybody who comes, not, you know, yeah. if you're being honest with yourself. Yeah. Anybody who comes close to challenging you. The wall goes deeper and yeah, you have to you have to get back into it. Yeah. And there are people and, and you can you know, them on social media. Boy, I'm telling you, you start. In fact, if, if I mentioned that homosexuality is a sin on the radio, yeah, people go absolutely berserk. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Talk to God about it. I don't have to talk to you. Yeah. And, and now they even go more berserk because I'm saying, I, I'm not the one who made the absolute. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Um, if you went somewhere, and as the president of this ministry, you went somewhere and represented me and said, Dave says this, and they go, well, I think that's dumb, and they go yelling at you. It's like, please go talk to Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't something that is my position. I'm just telling you what he said. Yeah. Yeah, well, then they beat you up because you told them what I said. That doesn't make any sense. No, you know, what's, make any whatsoever. Sense. But people do that to those who represent God all the time. Uh, the other, the last thing I have when I look at, at trying to figure out whether I'm struggling with power or pride is that I would will be willing to use others rather than love others. Hmm. Yeah, You know, um, everything becomes about me so much that even people around me, I would use. They become a chess piece. They do. And rather than wanting what's best for them, I want what's uh, perceived as best for me. Mm-hmm. And so I go and I start to um, develop a system where I systematically use people for my own benefit. Yeah. Um, now, if you, I, I can read this through again, or if you missed it and you want a list, please write us and, and we'll try and get that to you. Um, I think this is important because it's really hard. Because if you begin by saying, do I struggle with power and pride? I think the first response you would have is no. Right. I think that's everybody's natural response. 
So you need to have a way to look at it. Yeah. Here, let me give you an example. Um, Jesus, did he struggle with power and pride? Uh, yeah. I don't think so. No? Well, he did as a human, so as you're a, right on a, that. On the human side of it, yes. But, but, but actually, he was power. Yeah. Uh, he didn't need pride. Right. Um, if you're actually God, right. you don't need to prove anything. Right. Uh, picture this. Picture Jesus' dilemma. He's on earth. He's a kid, right? He's playing, and yeah. some kid looks at him and goes, oh, you think you're perfect. Yeah. I would say, yeah, to correct <laughs> myself, I would say that he was tempted by it, right. but he didn't struggle with it. Right. Yeah. So if somebody said to, to Jesus as a kid, you think you're perfect, what, what should his response be? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I any, any further discussion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when the Pharisees came to him and, and Jesus forgave somebody's sins, and, he, and they said, blasphemy, only God can forgive sins. And he kind of looked at him and said, you're right. Yeah. I am God. Yeah. Do you realize how hard of a job it was to be God? Right. Right. In the flesh. Oh, man. Because they wouldn't be going, he thinks he's God. And and Jesus would always have to answer, I am. Duh. <laughs> yeah. But look at how he acted. Yeah. When the God of the universe came to this world, he was born to Mary, mm -hmm. a poor girl. Yeah. In a poor place. One of the words that describe Jesus is a servant. Mm-hmm. So here's the one who has all the power and authority in all the universe, and he's a servant. Yeah. Do you know that the word servant is also used to describe the Holy Spirit? I didn't know that. So you've know. got the servant in the Holy Spirit. You've got the servant in Jesus. And it, it just, I mean, not in an abundance of times that it's called that, but it's still one of the descriptive words. Yeah. So God served. And he's the one that actually had power. Mm -hmm. In fact, he's on the cross dying, and he he, di he died willingly. Yeah, and He's on the cross dying, and he basically says, you know, I could call angels. I have the power and the authority. I actually have that. Yeah, I'm not going to. Now, that's using power and authority correctly. Right. I am not saying that power, by the way, and authority are evil. I'm saying it becomes a problem when you worship power and you're prideful. Mm -hmm. But everybody, it, because of my position here at Silver Bridge Ranch, I'm a president of the ministry, I have a certain amount of authority, mm -hmm. a certain amount of power. But the reason I have authority and power is for the people that work here mm -hmm. and for the guests that come here. It's not for me. Right. And I learned that that's the key early in life, that that's the real key. Yeah. So what happens is God, since he doesn't have to prove, and I don't have to prove that I have authority here. I do. So I don't spend any time trying to prove it to anybody mm -hmm. because anybody can look it up or figure it out. I'm sorry, I do. I, yeah. It, no need for me to try and argue with anybody on that. Right. But how I use it is what's important. Right. And understanding that my position demands that I use it for the good of others and mm -hmm. not for the good of myself. Mm -hmm. The minute my power and authority and my turn into pride and turn into look at me, I have crossed a line Yeah, that is that now will stop me from understanding the absolutes in life because I become the absolute at that point. Mm -hmm. 
and that's really what people have to run from. It, once you become the absolute, you're you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So a, a couple of things. I, you know what? And I might I might not be able to uh, um, evaluate myself honestly on all these things mm-hmm. because I'm too close to me, and I see myself as not needing help in some of these areas. Yeah. Because honestly, if I thought I was wrong in those areas, I'd want to correct it. Yeah. But I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you a question. You think you think God knows what you need to work on and develop as far as your character? Oh yeah. Do you think there's a lot there? Yeah. And He knows what it is. Right. He also knows when you should work on it. Precisely. And so it's good he doesn't come to you with this like really mega long list and throw it at you all at one day yeah if you face it all at once you'd be like yeah like if you said you know jason here's the four thousand things you got wrong i'd be like wow only four thousand yeah you're thinking (laughs) oh i am totally defeated instead as you read the bible and you get into the absolute truth he reveals things to you Mm -hmm. and you work on them right that's always bugged me by the way because i think you know what if if i am i have these blind spots Mm mm-hmm God doesn't, and probably everyone around me doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's why we need to be patient with each other, because it's not like I can work on everything that I do wrong today that would bury me. Right, and but you wouldn't g- be able to get it all done. No, and right. God's patient. Um, I think I, I want to encourage our listeners, and you, and you, anyone that wants to know the truth, I think you should read the Bible through cover to cover every year. I think you should make that a goal. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting is this when I was reading the Bible through again, that's when it strikes me. It strikes me like this. I'm reading it, and I read something, and all of a sudden I say, have I not read this before? Hmm. You know, all of a sudden I understand something, and I'm able to evaluate. You know, why do I get it this year? I'm 63 years old. I've read the Bible through at least 35 times. Where was this yeah. nugget of truth or whatever? And And immediately I stop there and thank God and say, you know what? Thanks for hiding that. Mm-hmm. now is the time in my life for me to work on that. Right. And if I would have tried to work on it 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to. But you know when I was supposed to work on it, and now is the time. So you kind of had me, as long as I was working on my life, I was reading the Bible, I'm trying to find the truth, some of the things I think God blocks for this moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would encourage you and anyone else, when you see somebody who's actually loving God, walking with them, but you see they struggle in some areas, I wouldn't be overly quick to punish them. Mm-hmm. They might be doing everything they should, yeah. and God is working on them, and give them about 10, 20 years, yeah. and see where they go as they continue to walk with God and see how they develop. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> you know, and I think it's a very it's a very hard-hitting topic, like any of this, you know, because whenever we have to, to, to really look at ourselves, we naturally don't want to do that. No, you know, but that's the process that God wants us to do. Why? Because that's what sanctification is. The more we become like Jesus. And so the more we can be honest with ourselves, that's the, the, f- the first step that we take. Absolutely. Um, and so I encourage you, you know, if there was things about this show that challenged you, you know, if you need to go back and listen to it, head over to Relate365.com where you can, you know, listen to this episode again or listen to a different episode. And then I encourage you to dive in the word, like, like Dave said, because the best way that we can be honest with ourselves is to soak ourselves with, with the truth um, and, and to align our lives like that and just take baby steps at a time so that we can continue to love God and love others around us. Um, and so uh, we're just out of time for today. We thank you guys for joining us. You know, like I said, stick with us. Check out our podcast or other ones. 
Um, and we just thank you for joining us. It's Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older. Take care. See you soon.